Bill O'Reilly here, Tuesday, June 8th, 2021. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening across our nation. The Vice President visits Central America. The pandemic receding in the USA. McDonald's warns raising the minimum wage will eliminate millions of jobs. Cable news ratings continue to plummet. Amazon CEO will be the first person to ride his own rocket into space. Also ahead, Tom Hanks, the history guy. But first, Kamala Harris meeting with leaders in Guatemala and Mexico to address the growing border chaos. The vice president blaming the spike in migrants on so-called root causes like violence, corruption, and climate change in Central America. The president of Guatemala believes it's partly Joe Biden's fault, saying his administration is encouraging illegal immigration, which is true. COVID dropping in all 50 states. The country now reporting about 14,000 new infections every day, down from 250,000 in January a 95% decline in less than six months. The daily death rate, 400, about twice the number associated with the flu. Fast food giant McDonald's sounding the alarm on raising the national minimum wage to 15 bucks an hour. Executives there say increased labor costs will force the company to automate positions like cashiers, cooks, even janitors. The McDonald's chain now testing fully automated drive-through windows at 10 locations near Chicago. Viewership still dropping for the major cable news operation, CNN, reports a 45% dip in total ratings this May, followed by Fox News 38% drop, MSNBC 32%. The primetime lineup at CNN has lost half its total audience since Donald Trump left office. The hate business seems to be in decline. Amazon founder Jeff Bezos announcing his plan to be the first billionaire tourist to leave the planet. The 57-year-old will be on board when his company's rocket takes off on July 20th. If all goes well, Bezos will begin selling tickets to ride his spacecraft to anyone who can afford it and pass a physical exam. The 20-minute flight into space will set you back $3 million. Okay. In a moment, for free, you can hear my analysis of Tom Hanks and his view of history. Right back. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD 
to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD or text GOLD to 65532. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. Tom Hanks, history guy. The first of my history books, Killing Lincoln, was made into a movie with Mr. Hanks doing the narration. He did a nice job weaving in the facts. As one of the executive producers of the film, I signed off on Mr. Hanks, but never actually met him during production. Over the years, the liberal actor has taken a few verbal shots at me, but so did many in Hollywood. One actress actually told a reporter she thought I would come after her with a shotgun. Hey, let's give peace a chance, as John and Yoko once said. Anyway, at an event honoring legendary beach boy Mike Love, I saw Mr. Hanks and approached him to explore his beef. Dennis Miller is fast friends with Hanks and told me he's a good guy, so I went in neutral. We chatted for a few minutes, and he told me there was no animus. I suggested if he ever does a Bosom Buddies reunion, I want a cameo. Great show. Anyway, I follow Tom's career, but did not go to the recent Mr. Rogers flick. Not for me. However, when Mr. Hanks recently weighed in on some serious history, I became engaged. Writing in the New York Times, Tom put forth that America basically whitewashes atrocities against minorities. He points to the Tulsa massacre of blacks 100 years ago. Quote from Tom, My experience was common. History was mostly written by white people for white people like me, while the history of black people, including Tulsa, was too often left out. Until relatively recently, the entertainment industry, which helped shape what is history and what is forgotten, did the same. Well, to jar Mr. Hanks' memory, I will point to the very powerful films In the Heat of the Night and Mississippi Burning. Both were big hits and made deep impressions. Heat was released in 1967, won the Best Picture Oscar. It was a vivid portrayal of Southern racism that made Sidney Poitier a star. Mississippi Burning was nominated for Best Picture in 1988. The film accurately depicted the brutal struggle for civil rights down South. Now, to me, writing history is not a racial issue. I wrote Killing Crazy Horse, the Native American Wars, to chronicle what really happened in the forging of America. In the book, facts matter. The skin color of the author does not. Tom Hanks then goes on to ask, quote, should our schools teach the truth about Tulsa? Yes. And they should also stop the battle to whitewash curriculums to avoid discomfort for students. America's history is messy, but knowing that makes us a wiser and stronger people. I agree. But perspective needs to be part of the curriculum as well. Tulsa, Oklahoma is not the same place it was 100 years ago. Past atrocities need to be reported, but not assigned a modern permanence. And that is exactly what the progressive left is doing. It uses historical wrongs to demonize the United States of America. A shrewd guy like Tom Hanks has to know that. He has to understand that many schools now batter students of all colors with historical injustice. I'm Bill O'Reilly. I approve that message by writing it. 
For more honest news analysis, please visit BillOReilly.com. And please check out my new book, Killing the Mob, number one nonfiction book in the world. In a moment, something you might not know. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Now, the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. On this day in 632 AD, one of the most influential religious leaders in human history died in present-day Saudi Arabia. The man began as a peasant merchant, but by the end of his life, he would be the ruler of vast sections of the Middle East. The prophet Mohammed, dead at age 61. Born in Mecca of humble origins, Mohammed married a wealthy widow at 25 years old and lived the next two decades as a peddler of household goods. In the year 610, he had a vision in which he heard God speaking through the angel Gabriel, and he was commanded to become a prophet of the true religion. Thus began a lifetime of religious activity, which he recorded in a new holy book called the Quran. Muhammad regarded himself as the last prophet of the Judeo-Christian tradition. These revelations provided the foundation for the Islamic religion, which translates to submission in Arabic. Unlike Jesus, the prophet Muhammad spread his religion through war. During his life, he made numerous political enemies and was forced to flee to avoid execution. But in 629, Muhammad returned to Mecca as a conqueror. By his death on June 8, 632, he was the ruler of southern Arabia, sections of the Middle East, modern-day Iran, and Ethiopia in Africa. Historians and religious scholars still debate the cause of his death. Some believe he died from a stroke, heart attack, or an infection that started in his teeth. Muhammad was survived by 13 widows and 8 children. Today, Islam has 2 billion followers, 25% of the planet's entire population. Muslims make up a majority in 51 countries. The Quran is the second most published book in human history after the Bible. And here's something else you might not know. Today, Islam is the fastest growing faith in the world, including expanding in places like Australia, Western Europe, and indeed, North America. Back after this. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always 
looking out for you.